The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. Welcome to Hot Talk Cast. This podcast is brought to you by Ask Suite, the number one hot talk chatbot and the world leader conversational booking solution for hotels, chains, and resorts. My name is Paula. I'm the content specialist at Ask Suite, and I will be your host today. Well, today's episode is about revenue strategies. Uh, what is revenue strategy? Is revenue strategy and revenue management the same thing? Uh, what are the key points to cover to create a successful revenue strategy for a hotel? Well, to answer all these questions and more, I have here with me Kate Burda, CEO and founder of Kate Burda & Company, which specializes in revenue management and marketing for the luxury hospitality industry. Kate has led sales, marketing and revenue management teams with multinational, multinational companies and now advises organizations on how to create a roadmap to get to higher, higher levels of revenue performance. She has also worked with brands including Marriott, Hilton, and more. So hello, Kate. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure to be with you. Ah, the pleasure is all mine, Kate. Thank you so much for having the time uh, to be here with us. I always say that, well, time is our most valuable resource, so I truly appreciate that. Uh, Kate, I know you have nearly 30 years of work experience, uh, having clo worked closely with big brands and having a lot of success. So can you share a little bit with us uh, about your background and what you and your company do now? Absolutely. So um, I started in, in the hotel business at the front desk. Actually, I think I was um, in the, a telephone operator, the, you know, the PDX in the, oh, in the back. Cool. <laughs> yeah, That's cool. And then, uh, yeah. And then uh, front desk and sales and marketing. And, and, um, and I've had such a, a love for our, our business because I think, I think travel is key, you know, as, as we look at how do we be stewards in, in the global, in the global world, uh, travel is the, is the key thing that brings us together. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And, and now you're, you're not, uh, you don't work as a hotelier anymore. Now you have your own company and then yeah. you, and you help the companies, uh, well, to rev when we think about revenue, we think about money. <laughs> so you kind of yeah. help them to, to get more money. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I've been in the business for, gosh, I'm, I'm peaking at 30 years and, and I came to a point where, um, I really wanted to help be in a position where I'm able to help, you know, to work alongside organizations to elevate their level, level of revenue performance. And we do that through, um, our commercial teams, or what I like to call the revenue trifecta oh, of cool. sales, marketing, and revenue management. Um, and so, uh, most of our most of our work is uh, within brands, in individual hotels, as well as management companies, and even um, investors uh, that that have hotel assets and even you know development assets. So, so we were able to kind of run the run the whole whole gamut. 
Nice. And I know, Katie, you mentioned uh, backstage to me that you, you do have a program, right? Uh, Ignate. Can you talk yeah. about a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so we're really excited about Ignite. And, and it, it, it is just what it says. What we saw, it was interesting when I was a practitioner and, and working as a, as a say within within brand uh, brands and and so forth. What I saw was this uh, disparity between our our financial vision and how we were executing it within sales, marketing, and revenue management. And so, what Ignite does is it brings uh, brings our teams together in in creating that roadmap on revenue strategy and also then how do if this is our roadmap and this is what our future vision is then how do we easily um, uh, easily execute against that because here's what I see um, across organizations 90% of organizations that don't have a strategy in place fail 61% of organizations don't have strategies that actually link to financial vision. Um, and so what we see is, is a lot of times people are doing a lot of things and, and are, are really focused on activity, which is important, but being able to say, hey, you know, instead of this whole activity fatigue, what are the things that are most important to us to arrive at our, our kind of our, our destination? Um, and so I, I like to say, do less, make it mean more, you know? Mm. Um, and so what Ignite does, if, if, if you were to think about what Ignite actually is, it's the TurboTax for revenue strategy of, of being able to um, just quickly figure out that roadmap so your teams aren't taking a lot of time. Nice. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, I totally agree with you from I don't have as much experience as you have, but I do see a lot of uh, hotels, especially but organizations in general, they do uh, a lot of actions, like you said, but they're like separate and don't have like a, you know, a long term or a strategy. So it's like doing a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there and you're doing a lot, but yeah. actually you don't, it, it's not united. So yeah, yeah. It, it's something Quite it should be simple, but it's it, yeah. People miss that part. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the best thing about our teams in 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 um, in the tourism industry, be it hotels or develop, we're really good at execution. You know, we're really good at getting things done and and action plans and and those activities. So what what Ignite does is it says. Hey, listen, of all of those things that we feel like we should be doing, mm -hmm. what are the things that we need to do? And, and we, we kind of shift our thinking from this output mindset to an impact mindset. Um, and it, Paulo, it's interesting. Um, I've been working with a lot of hotels uh, during COVID. And what I've seen is, is they have their road to recovery plan um, and it's very detailed as far as um, the the products and, and and the cleanliness and and taking care of the hotel, which is really important. And I'm not diminishing that because it's real. You know, the safety protocols and how we care for our guests is is paramount. Yet when we got to the revenue strategies, and when I when I say revenue, um, I'm I'm thinking about the that revenue trifecta of sales, marketing, and revenue management. When I got to that portion, there was out of a, a, a 
30-page deck about their strategies, there was only about two pages um, that were dedicated towards what should we be doing from a top-line strategy. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what I see is a lot of times people are waiting for the return versus working towards the recovery. They're waiting for the markets to return um, and, and, and having more of a reactive, um, a reactive sense of it uh, rather than what should our sales and marketing teams be doing when there is no demand. Yeah, well, that makes totally sense. I love that shift. I think this mindset shift that you need. And, and yeah, uh, you're talking, I was thinking, yeah, we, uh, we do, like you said, we are very good. We as hospitality industry uh, professionals, really good on doing things. Sometimes we do even automatically, like, yeah. uh, and not really thinking why we are doing or what should we prioritize. And yeah, you you nail it, Kate. Uh, but yeah, so we're here to, to talk about how to revamp. You were already talking about the recovery. So how to revamp your revenue strategy. So Kate, let's go back a little bit and start by defining what revenue strategy is. Because I think most hoteliers mix it up with, I, I know I did, uh, with revenue management. And yeah. they are not the same thing, right? So can you explain to us the differences between revenue strategy and revenue management? Absolutely. So um, when I say revenue strategy, and, and, and I've been trying to find a better word kind of to explain that umbrella, uh, because if you, if you really think of it as, as that roadmap, that financial ro or revenue roadmap that says, hey, this is, what, this is where we're going. Um, these are the segments that are most uh, that are that we believe in looking at COVID. You know, these are the the segments that that we really want to focus on. Um, and if these are the segments that we really want to focus on, what is the strategy to get from here to there? And what are the supporting tactics underneath those strategies? And those tactics aren't just owned by revenue management, or not just owned by sales, or not just owned by marketing, what we're looking at is saying, hey, listen, these are our most valuable segments. And what I mean by valuable is not only can we optimize them, um, but they're most, our most profitable. And now how do we wrap around our three workhorses in order to get further down that road? So let me give you an example. Um, thinking, you know, some of the thinking and, and conversations I've heard in the past is what are we doing for transient business? And automatically we think transient business is a, um, a function of revenue management solely. Transient is a meta segment. So what we do in working with hotels is saying, hey, look at, and what Ignite helps us do is it says, what are the segments underneath that meta segment of uh, uh, transient, and which of those ones should we be focused on, um, and, and, and then what are, what, what, what are those strategies? So it, rather than um, revenue management owning the retail pricing, sales owning group, uh, digital marketing working on SEO, we look at this collabor the, the collaboration and even integration around these, se around these segments. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It does. And I, th I think 
um, uh, I was thinking about uh, these um, different silos that we have inside of the hotel. And yeah. I, 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 I do see, but it's still very shy uh, movement towards this, uh, making a director that it's sales, marketing, uh, usually sales and marketing, not revenue. Revenue, they still, I think, put as something different. Yeah. yeah. But at least it, I starting to see as the, as I in, interview hoteliers and all that, that at least big brands or yeah, bigger brands are looking at this as you see as more as a strategy, but I, you know, it's, it's still a long way, <laughs> I think, to, to get the, the best of, of what it is. And yeah, I think you, you, I, it totally makes sense uh, to me what you're saying for sure, for sure. Well, what's interesting, and, and this was starting pre-COVID, and, and COVID has only kind of uh, exacerbated or accelerated it. Revenue management, in its purest, in its purest form, manages established demand. Mm -hmm. um, sales and marketing actually create demand or, or identify emerging demand. Now, here's what's happening, and this is what Ignite helps us to look at. Um, is, you know, if there is no, if there's very little demand, what we can only do within revenue management is doing shift, you know, share shifting, um, which, which, you know, um, is, is important, but just as important and even more important to, to, today in today is how does, how do sales and marketing create demand? and start identifying emerging demand. And that has been kind of a lost art because our markets have been so robust. Um, we've been doing very well and getting, you know, the, the, RevPAR, um, the RevPAR gains that they're needed. Now we've kind of forgotten how do we do that. And so in, so in today's world, um, we're really looking at how do we elevate sales and marketing so we can create that demand for revenue management to manage more effectively. Because again, in, in, in revenue management in its purest form, I like to think of it as the stop and go lights mm -hmm. on a freeway, right? And, and they, create, they, create, they create that, that allocation, the systems and things like that to, to optimize that, that traffic on the freeway. If there is no free, if there is no traffic, yeah. <laughs> if there is no traffic, um, we, we can only kind of uh, battle our competition. So again, kind of going back to it, how do we start, how do we look at sales and marketing to get more traffic going through those freeways to optimize it? And again, Ignite helps us thinking, think through, um, think through some of those strategies of those segments that have uh, the ability to do so. Yeah, now you, you, you said something I was thinking here. Uh, I think the tourism industry or hospitality industry, uh, overall at least, they didn't have to, I think you, you, you mentioned something very important, they didn't have to create demand. It was, you know, it was so easy. So now that we have this, the pandemic and you have to, yeah, I think, I think that that makes totally sense. Then people kind of forgot how to, okay, I don't have, how can I create? Because before it was just like management of the demand and not creating. Yeah, that, that it's, yeah. 
Yeah, that it's key. Uh, it's a really good point, Kate. Uh, and talking about the revenue strategy, then, uh, what are the key points? I think you already mentioned some, but what are the key points hotels should consider if they want to create a revenue strategy in order to succeed? Like, is there a, a basics, like some, some basics of it that you could share with us? Absolutely. One is to have um, a, a revenue a revenue plan, and that what that means again is that overarching on um, what are we doing by segment? Um, uh, what I call like what I like to call mixology for that future roadmap. And if you don't have a future roadmap, um, or even even if you do, reaching out to somebody like like ourselves to be able to say, does this look right? Because um, what we what we know is that um, you know we're in unprecedented times and and it's different and everybody talks about they know they have to pivot they know you know things like the new normal but they're not sure what to pivot to or they're not because we haven't been down this this path they may not know what the best do differently or what great looks like. So bring some think, bring some you know strategic thinking in um, to to say, hey, listen, what are we missing? What are we missing? Um, rather than tiring yourselves out, um, take a look at that road to recovery and separate out what are we doing from a revenue, you know, on that road to recovery. Do we really understand that top line revenue, or are we focused a lot on on um, the products and services? Um, the third point is take a look at um, take a look at you know your sale your sales and the state of your state of your sales and marketing because um, what we see is is um, a lot of times um, we have sales and marketing methodology that was built in 1970 and it doesn't work any longer but we're not sure what what today should look like and so we're saying goodness you know this looks right but it's based upon what's familiar to us that may not be as relevant or differentiated yeah, I don't know. I, uh, and I think I think you, you know, one point that you said there that I, I want to highlight here. Um, uh, we are used to do things uh, for such a long time, not only in revenue, but in any aspect, I think, of the industry. I think the hotel industry is an industry that it's known by uh, for known for not being so open to changes, I guess. It's more traditional. And, and now we have to we were forced to rethink, which is great in a way, because uh, I see this, uh, and it's perfect what you said. Everybody, I think most, at least most of hotels, understand that, yes, something has to change, but what and what it works. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a sense of unsure and, uh, and yeah, people are, hoteliers feel uh, not, not confident yet. They want to change, but they don't know what to change and what to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think I think you 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 um, that point that you bring forward is really important because, um, and not to repeat it, but I think it bears repeating of of teams know they have to pivot, but they don't know what to pivot to. So they look to their leaders and 
up in well up until you know uh, up until a couple years ago it was working um, and so our, our leaders were were really grown up inside of the industry and and they're not sure what to to bring into teams that that is proven and pragmatic and what I always say is you can't give away what you don't have and so so you know bringing outside in thinking is really important and we the two kind of key elements that we look at is one is your science and strategy how what is your science and strategy meaning and what I mean by science is is kind of that 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 rigor um, around um, building that future roadmap and then the second part is process and customer engagement so now how do we engage with customers in sales marketing and revenue management in a new and relevant way that's differentiated versus you know what we've done since what, what what's been done since I've I've been in in sales and marketing. Yeah, and uh, well, to 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 continue in that in that note uh, about not knowing what to do and maybe looking outside the box or at least outside your industry. I know you work with other industries besides the hotel industry. And so, yeah. what do you see? Do you have any examples or anything that comes to your mind that do you see that other industries do? that the hotel industry could benefit from? Any best practice or any examples or, uh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So um, in, in, in both sales and marketing, um, and again, the Ignite program helps us to see some of this, is there's, um, and every industry that I work with deals with this, um, is that product price driven sale that we want to talk about ourselves. We want to we want to talk about our renovation, we want to talk about our proximity to someplace cool, um, but it's very product and price driven. And and I and I you know, I, I work with clients where I give them a hard time. I'm like we can we can sound like a really bad date, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the way that you know, if I'm if I'm if I was actually sitting down with you and and all we do is talk about ourselves, we would be wanting to you Bored. know. Bored, yeah. <laughs> right? let's, get, let's, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. And so, what we're really seeing that not only helps um, helps teams to be future proofed, but being customer centric is thinking about the customer journey. Um, and and thinking about of those key segments, what are customers thinking at, at what we call the point of inspiration, all the way through the journey to their purchase or or the point of sale and beyond, and and how do we show up along that customer journey? Because here's what we see out there: is we're showing up at the point of sale. Our salespeople are showing up at the RFP, RFP process where, where it's, again, point of sale or point of decision. Our, our uh, marketing campaigns and promotions are at the point of sale. And revenue management is all looking at how do we price um, for that share shift. So here's the, and at that point, I'm competing for market share. If I start engaging with customers um, or potential guests and customers, at that point of inspiration, I own mind share. And if I own mind share, I get share of wallet 
and market share. So at the point that I say, oh my gosh, you know what, I have, I, I want to get out, I want to go to, I want to go in Panina, in Panina, <laughs> I want to get out of, out of the United States. Are we showing up um, at that point saying, we know it's time, it, you, you, you got to get out, you, you want to get out. And, and start having that conversation early versus waiting until uh, they're looking at um, options. Yeah, no, that, that uh, again, totally makes sense. And I love that analogy with the dating because it is a bo <laughs> very boring date to, uh, to be when, when you only talk about yourself or your, what it's, Good, what you're good at so yeah okay I, uh, at one webinar actually remind me Kate that one webinar uh, we were talking about uh, uh, also an, another aspect because it is so easy today to choose a hotel right so if you're boring it's gonna be I, I then I said in the webinar and I, I didn't say this part of the being boring that's you but then the, I, I said yeah because it's so easy it's like it's like a tinder thing you know next yes. next next yeah <laughs> right What's yeah and you're, you're exactly right like and i challenge you know for for your listeners take a look take go on a sales call with your sales team take a look at your marketing materials look at it and go how much of, of this is about me and i'm being a really bad date or how much of this is about the customer um, and, and, and you'll, you'll all of a sudden have this realization that it's a very product driven sale. Here's something interesting, and this is probably your listeners, um, may cringe on this, but we did a little study where we were like, okay, let's take a look at the different, uh, departments within the hotel and who's kind of the most centric and how we gauge that was the questions that were orientated to the customer versus the questions that were orientated towards ourselves or the hotel. And some of the least customer-centric departments with sales and marketing. And so, and, and revenue management, because we were showing up talking about ourselves or the, the requirements of an RFP or a meeting or whatever else it was, versus why are you coming? What are you doing? Tell it, you know. Tell me about if you're having this meeting. Other than having a hundred people, you know, Monday, Tuesday through Wednesday, what is it that you're trying to achieve? What's going on? Um, and a lot of those questions were unanswered. Yeah, uh, I, I think hotels definitely do uh, a lot of, like you say, product centric, and they they target people that are already deciding. Uh, at the decide, deciding point, I don't know how to call it, but yeah, they're, they're trying to make a decision there. And you, you have to nurture before. So I think maybe this is our uh, next question. Uh, maybe, maybe connected. I would think that it's kind of creating demand, and which will be our, our next question. And, and unfortunately, our last one, because in a recent webinar organized by the International Luxury Hotel Association, you, Kate, you mentioned that organizations need to create demand. You already mentioned here too. So, and we are talking about it. So, uh, can you explain a little bit more about how, what hotels can do uh, to create this kind of demand by marketing promotions or campaigns? I think it's one way, uh, but if you can share a little bit more, because I'm pretty sure uh, we still, COVID is still hitting hard, the industry, depending yep. on the, on, especially depending on the country and they have to create demand they, you know it's not as easy as it was before like we said before today yes uh, before it was really easy to to get um, 
yes, you know, tourism, like a country like Brazil or anything, they didn't have to do much effort. And now, yeah. yeah, you have to have to shift or you have to actually create. So can you just give us a little bit more insights into that? Absolutely. I think it's three parts. One is understand your, what I call your segmentology, right? Um, and, and get it to the very specific segment level. Um, to be able to say, hey, these are the four segments that we're going we're gonna to concentrate on. So, and what I mean by specific is it's not just leisure. That's too big of a category to create impact. It's too large. But what I can create impact in is leisure customers coming from this area or this vertical or this space that, that we see potential in. So, leisure too big, transient even too big, you know, group. And a lot of our conversations are on that meta level. Get to that customer segment of, of very specific. That's one. Two is um, looking at, and Ignite can help with this, looking at how can we grow that in what time? And then three, how do we engage with them at the point of inspiration. Mm -hmm. So um, even during COVID times, let me give you an example, and this is from the marketing standpoint. Um, there was one resort that uh, put out an offer there of, hey, come, we've got a, dis you know, there's a discount for, for everybody coming. Everybody knows that they can get fairly discounted rates. So that's, point of sale thinking. There's another resort that started thinking about that point of um, a point of inspiration and what they said in their in their um, uh, marketing materials was the planet's healing. Basically they were saying the planet's healing because during COVID we've seen really incredible shifts within um, our, our environment. And what they said is the sea lions have returned to the coast for the first time in five years because of you know because of the COVID. Our, our planet is healing. Come see the sea lions. We haven't seen them in years. That's a whole different point of view where I'm all of a sudden identifying with something that's at the point of inspiration versus this product and price-driven sale. And now that becomes even stronger when you start targeting those segments that want to get out of Dodge and come see something extraordinary. Now that's a perfect example. I love that. And yeah, and it, and it's and it's you give inspiration and you add value, not just the price, which is I think all revenue managers and well in the hotel industry we talk a lot about price versus value. And I think that's a perfect example of, of, of that. I love that campaign, by the way. I would, I would right? uh, yeah, I would be one of them, would be at least curious, and to say the least, you know, to, to check it out and see, uh, to learn more about the hotel if I was, uh, you know. But this is very marketing thinking. I, I, I'm from marketing, so I'm biased here. Because I think marketing people have more this insights of, uh, of not being again, you said uh, instead of saying thinking about leisure, 
uh, to be like a person, like we call persona, you know, it's so much more yep. specific. So, yep. yeah, I, th I think it's, I, I don't know, Kate, if you agree with me, I think a lot of, a lot of hotels that we talk to, they actually don't know who their ideal guests are, even before the COVID, now it's even worse, but even before they would think like, ah, I don't know, again, they think macro, I say that like bigger and then I yeah. think small. And then we have one client actually that he was just to wrap it up. Uh, he, he actually, uh, he was sure and it was because it's a, it's an old hotel and it was known by, um, having couples cause it's kind of romantic and all that. So they, they kept doing it and then they started not working anymore. Like the, you know, they were not understanding what was going on and they didn't realize that they didn't look at their own data and, and the guests they were staying, they were families. They were not yep. just couples, they were families. And once they realized that, that they created campaigns that were more family centric and all that, then they were like, uh huh, like, you know, oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like this aha moment. And that's exactly what I'm talking about when we talk about that segmentology. It's not just leisure, it's leisure families that are coming from here. And we take that persona because that persona is kind of that first step. But now I'm interested in the customer journey of that persona. What is it like to get a family, a, you know, family of five, three kids and mom and dad or dad and dad and mom and mom or whatever it is. And what, what's their journey from the point of, of I've got to go. And now how do we show up within marketing or sales um, and revenue management along that journey. Um, so all of a sudden we become top of mind versus being competitive with everybody else once they go to a Travelocity or an Expedia and Orbitz or brand.com. Yeah. Well, Kate, I love our, our conversation. Really, I really, really did. Uh, I've learned a lot. And I'm pretty sure uh, all the listeners are too. I cannot thank you enough for chatting with us today, Kate. And before we say goodbye to our listeners, is there uh, any contact information you want to leave or any final message or how they could contact uh, you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so easy. Um, it's Kate at kateberta.com. I, I purposely did, did it so uh, so it's easy. But, you know, I think, I think um, it goes back to there are so many um, industries and organizations that are doing it really well and bringing in outside thinking just to validate uh, can help you. Like I, I said, we, we burn so many calories um, of trying to, to figure it out ourselves where reach out, let's have a conversation. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, and that, again, when you say about, talk about the industries that, that we can learn from, I always think about too that um, in another perspective that when someone chooses your hotel, they're comparing your service not to the other hotel, but they're comparing your service and experience like with different industry as well. And that I think that's important too. You know, we want a Netflix experience, whatever. You know, it's just not hotel versus hotel anymore. So it really hoteliers should always should really look look around and see what's happening in other industries for sure. Well, thank oh, you again. Thank you. thank you again, Kate. It was uh, great having you. That's it for today, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in and be sure to follow Ask Suite on Spotify. 
check out our website asksuite.com to learn more about the 2020 and 2021 Hotel Tech Award winner chatbot and how conversational booking solution can help your team perform better and increase revenue. Thank you again and stay tuned for more episodes. Bye-bye. The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new spirit park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com spiritpark spirit park.